0: very juncture like it's either you want me to sound natural or you want me to sound upbeat hi guys i'm a connery your resident baby bugger and and aspiring sugar baby okay so you know if your daddies are out there and they have spare change from their december chillings tell them that there's an aspiring bugger aka aspiring sugar baby waiting to eat money that they were supposed to give you for school fees because we all know that Accra is hot like this cry is stressful we need money okay let poverty not be your portion this year amen Amen. 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 Very, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Cantos hey, anyway, you you guys already know that that <laughs> voice by now, but I won't introduce her yet. It's not a <laughs> time yet. Oh, she boy. just likes to jump inside where she's not supposed to be. Okay, inserting things where they're not supposed to be inserted, but it's all right. Let's move.
1: Yeah, you have a house, Annie. Lucky you.
0: And why are you living in this poor environment? You know, boogers like you, you don't have to live in this area. The first December I spent in Ghana since I was like 10, was in 2017. That particular year was... An utter, utter fuck shit for me. And my boyfriend had just broken up with me because taking care of me when I was bedridden and needed surgery had hit, had put him off me, whatever. Um, they told me not to shack up with a man that eats ever with fork, but I didn't listen. So I guess that's my own fault, okay? I had um, to leave school that year because of sickness and I was broke because I used all my money on fees for my British citizenship application, and so coming to ghana 2017 december was a needed needed break for me uh, me i really chilled mom like i came in like that was the first time i met somebody that was willing to eat my ass like i ain't even got enough like booty cheek mass for someone to actually sit there and say oh my god look at this ass i want to eat it okay but this guy is a real g he was like you know what ajwa I'm going to eat your ass, okay? Like, you've never experienced this before. Let me give it to you as a Christmas gift. And he did. He came through. So, you know, it was a great Christmas for me. I really chilled. So, when I got back to England, I was faced with... That this, like basically, I had to start from scratch. Um, I need to find a new place to live because I lived with my boyfriend before. I need to find a new job because I hadn't been working because I was sick. I was. I just looked at it. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm moving back to Ghana. Okay. Um, now that a lot of you people came to Ghana over Christmas because of the Year of Return, I know that some definitely have a desire to explore Ghana as an option for a new home, and maybe your New Year's resolution is to move this year. So this episode, me and my co-host. Helen. Hey. We're just going to be discussing like what, what it was like um, for us. Because I've been in Ghana. When this airs, I would have been in Ghana almost two years, probably like a month short of two years. And Helen would have been here just shy of a year. Just shy of a year. So we've got we've got small experience. Everybody keeps saying that we're still newbies. To me, it feels like it's been forever, but people still was, say we're still newbies. Um, so I guess. Our experiences are still pretty fresh, so we can tell you what it might feel like when you come, what you should prepare, like how you should prepare yourself over there before you actually make the move. But I'll let Helen tell you why, when, how she moved to Ghana.
1: Ooh, okay. But Helen, today what's your your burger name today? I'm going to call myself K-Baby.
0: K K K for K-Tree. We love it because we're both kishrays, so yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, we're both well. Okay, okay, technically, go. well, my daddy, my daddy has a lot of outside babies, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not kishray. You, get, my you get to side. be both. You get to be kishray here. Yeah, not I guess, Yeah, I, I'm kishray on, on my mama's side, so yeah, I love it. So baby bugger and Baby K K okay, baby. baby okay baby it has baby. to be as bugger as possible hey oh, sorry, listen, sorry, sorry sorry so today your, through... your your bugger look what is it last week it was the, um, the Amsterdam tube. auntie four yeah. gold teeth and the tattoo
1: on the chest rose tattoo on the chest today was was yeah K Baby the Simpolo from Milton Keynes nothing much <laughs> From Milton Keynes and also from right. the eastern region. No um, thing, of course, Charlie. it has to be an the Kewapimni. That is it. Or Kewunni. That is Or an Achim, you know, from the yeah. eastern oh, region yeah. as could well. It could be an Achimni as well. So yes. yeah, KBB reporting live from the Voga pod. Right, 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 um, right. Like I said, it's coming up to a year since right. I moved, which for me, I didn't think would be um, anything really extraordinary. Hmm. I... Was born in London, grew up a little bit in London, came to Ghana, did Morningstar, did Wesley Girl. So for me, I've like, I grew up in Ghana. So I didn't think, you know, much of it coming back home. Mm -hmm. Even though now, thinking about it, 13 years away is a while. And also, um, it's very different living in Ghana as a kid when you know, somebody pays for you to eat Uh, shit live. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's completely different different. and I think I was a little bit naive Mm. in kind of just thinking, you know, it'd be like a walk in the park. Okay. I mean, my main motivation for moving back to Accra was that I was kind of, like, not interested in doing law anymore. Mm-hmm. I was very mediocre as a law student. Right. Um, I enjoyed doing ADL. I can that, like, you
0: know. Like, I feel like... I feel you're really, really smart. So, like, um, you always say this, like... I didn't, like, I didn't, I think... To be honest, law and
1: customer, law and customer is, is stress. You know, law school, I enjoyed. But one, once it was done, you know, I just felt like, ah, I don't really... Want to, so I avoided applying for training contracts wherever I could do quasi legal things. I would, I went and trained okay. as an adjudicator, anything but actually go through with right. doing okay. the like using my actual legal practice okay. diploma. Um, and then I just kind of thought I wanted to try and do some entertainment. And mm-hmm. um, but in the UK, it's very difficult to break mm. into that, and mm. um, opportunities don't come by as easily for dark skinned yeah. women. Um, in general and also I wasn't really looking that hard because I thought maybe if I come home and then try it that might you know build up a portfolio at home that Mm -hmm. you can then take with you that sort of thing and also I met somebody so whilst I'd always said I was going to come to Mm -hmm. Accra and do something in the media because everybody tells me oh you should work in radio or TV or something I had put it off so I met somebody and then
0: this is the part I was really waiting for Oh can, can the record show that Helen moved to Ghana for Dick? (laughs) Kinda, <laughs> not for sure. show Definitely
1: Helen moved to Ghana for long I, I didn't move okay. to Ghana for dick that's what all. she moved to Ghana for. I moved because I had fallen, fallen in love with somebody right. and then I thought okay let's do the, make this a two in one okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying okay. if it doesn't work out with this media thing then uh. I would have found somebody uh. and then hopefully you know life goes on okay. we're, we're building a partnership if that fails and hopefully like um, this media thing mm-hmm. will take off into the, into the skies right. and then you know at least something would happen right, okay. I feel like maybe if I didn't have the desire to do both it might have been difficult to come home And mm. um, because I feel like I need, I needed as much incentive as I could find cool. okay. to take the plunge okay. Um, so yeah that's basically why I came home I met somebody we'd been together for almost a year and it was kind of like ah, we're not going to spend time mm. going back and forth yeah. let's figure it out once and for all mm. Um, and then also let me see if I can come and like try and work in radio or TV mm. or something mm. like that and um, of course you know in true Helen style it wouldn't be my life if things were going well within five weeks of being here my relationship was over Mm. after our one year anniversary it was done and then men are trash it's always in the moments that you need them the most listen I have never felt so abandoned by somebody especially because I felt very alone leaving you know actually when I landed I felt really out like Out of sorts, I was missing my brother, my Mm. sister, my nephews, my best mates, even my old job. People I used to work with. Mm. I had, you know, for me, I had built what I felt was a really good life. I really enjoyed living in London. I had the time of my life. Mm. I, you know, made my little coins, Mm. went traveling all over whenever I could. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I got here, I did feel very lost and alone. And then, and then especially because when I came, my parents had decided to spend uh, Christmas in London. So I was really bad. Myself, right, okay. so I felt extremely abandoned by yeah. somebody that had promised me, you know what, if you come, we'll figure it out work-wise. Because mm, he was mm. in that space, you know. Look, if an account boy, and happen. he's a
0: Tema boy as well, isn't it? When if a Tema boy the, li- the less the less if, the better. Hey, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna say names, <laughs> but me, if yeah. if Helen would allow me, I would blast him on no, but she won't. So, what? all I'm saying is that if a Tema boy tells oh you to boy. look up, look fucking down, because oh I was a bad with shits in your eyes. <laughs> Tell my boys are
1: the trashest. I mean, and in some ways, come February. Only second to Nungwa boys. Anyway. I, you know, come Feb, I, was, I posted a video on my YouTube mm-hmm. about, just literally, I was trying to vlog, mm-hmm. and I had the massive, the biggest breakdown I've probably had in my whole life. Right. And I remember sharing it because I, you know, people often ask me, oh, you're having yeah. such a great time. Yeah. And I was like, listen, if there's ever a video I can point you to that life isn't Mm. always rosy I'm not always having a good time Mm. it is that video and I was Mm. really in the throes of it and I like looking back now I'm really happy that I took the plunge Mm. because I would have never taken that step Mm. if I hadn't met this person and decided to kind of make it a two-in-one. It's probably been one of the most enlightening years of my life. I I didn't know that I was this brave. I've done things (laughs) I would have never done. done So as much as this person is a grade A, you know, asshole, I am super grateful. A cry isn't easy, let me tell you. People tell you, oh, come home, come and build. Ah. And I've had massive support in not having to really pay rent because yeah. my parents live here yeah. and having, you know, access to food but some people come and don't have that support, don't, mm. have, don't have anywhere to live, yeah. end up having to, you know, couch surf and that yeah. sort of thing so I would say if you have some support, great, if not, wait till you can stack mm. up and you have mm. massive, massive mm. support. I run through my savings like, i um, I think I'm literally at the end of it mm. and I didn't think that I would this year. Accra is also very expensive. It is super
0: expensive because yeah. I actually remember you like when you first moved and you were like, you're not really trying to touch your savings. And literally, I didn't tell you that at the time, but at the time I was just like, bitch. Yeah, I was lying. like, listen, I can't, well, I <laughs> couldn't touch it because I said not You know, like, I'm starting to get, I'm getting a bit broke, but you know, my savings is there. I really don't want to touch it. I'm like, bitch.
1: Just, listen, just, and at some point lie. I had to live <laughs> on my savings pretty much mm. for later. So th- it, imagine I hadn't made a conscious decision to actively save and yeah. say if I don't get money I have to live on yeah. this I would have been finished. Yeah you really, really... fit well but to be fair you say this but the thing is like my experience is very different from
0: yours so mm. um, as I mentioned like for me I moved not necessarily because there was something like I had something specific in mind mm. I'm not even gonna lie and this is gonna sound so sordid but I, I always say this because it really puts my decision into context like having been ill for the most of 2017 and this be being like a recurring um an ongoing illness a chronic illness and having to keep going back to get surgeries etc 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 that year when I was ill I literally felt like I was going to die Mm. like I was bleeding so heavily I was so anemic that I was just like you know what if if for example any any variable hadn't been the way that it was And I didn't get the healthcare that I needed at the time that I needed it. I could have very easily um, either become way more ill than I was. Mm. Or literally, um, it could have been fatal for me. Mm -hmm. And so, it got to a point where I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to fucking die, I want to die in Ghana. Um,
1: Oh, okay. And so,
0: that was really my thing for me. Like when I was, when I when I went back after 2017 December and I, I was back in England and, you know, as I said, like I was looking at my life and I realized that I'd have to, I'd have to start over. For me, it was kind of a thing where, At that time, I was thinking, what's the fucking point of starting over when I'm probably going to get sick again in like six, seven, eight months? Mm -hmm. There is really no point of me trying to do those things. And again, because I was sick, I couldn't really work that well. Um, I had to leave uni, so I didn't even have a master's degree to even like help me um, negotiate, getting like a better job that pays me more. And so it was literally like, you know what, I I give up. I just want to go home and just... Experience peace. If I go to Ghana and I die, I die. Mm -hmm. You get so I went with like no savings. As a matter of fact, I like when I say I was dead broke. I think my 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 overdraft, my overdraft was like two thousand pounds. I think I had two hundred pounds of the two thousand left. Oh boy! So my account was thousand eight hundred in overdraft, and I decided to move to a different country. If you are mad like me, they should put you in prison. (laughs) Okay. Um, I came with literally nothing. However. Um, something that me and Helen do have in common is that I do have family here as well. My mom has a house here where I live and I, as she said, basically pay no rent. I contribute mm-hmm. to um, bills and stuff. But because of how I moved, I definitely didn't have that kind of like those rosy tinted glasses that you did. You mm-hmm. did. I came being very, very aware that things might not go the way I want it to go. Um, again, I didn't know that my health has actually gotten much better since I've moved here, but I didn't know that, that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was gonna come to Ghana as somebody who's regularly sick, and able bodied people find Ghana stressful. Imagine somebody yeah. with a chronic illness that bothers them all the time. Obviously, my illness hasn't gone away still, but it's better in a way, in such a way that I am able to manage um, a job and work enough to like feed myself. But I never really thought in my head, oh, I'm going to come to Ghana and everything is going to, you know, like work out for me. Of course, I was excited because um, our mutual friend Eames, Mm. um, who works for one of the, you know, biggest, I guess, media houses um, in Accra, um, gave me an opportunity to like film a documentary, which is called Finding. You can go and watch it on YouTube um, if you search 3 Extra. So that's the number three X-T-R-A um it's on their thing and it's called finding it was an exploration of um successful women in our craft so we did that and i was i was excited to do that but after that finished like what next kind Mm -hmm. of a thing and there wasn't really anything um until one job that i found which also kind of went to shit along the way and um in the end i ended up like freelancing so i'm freelancing now however i have gotten opportunities to do the things that I enjoy doing. So I've done media stuff. I work in education now. Um, I have a job that is very flexible. However, it's not getting me the money that I would have gotten <laughs> in England. Like, So it's still not perfect. So I guess something that I would definitely tell people is, um, as Helen has said, definitely prepare before coming. Don't... Like, those rose-tinted glasses, please, just, just take them off, sis. Because things will be hard and i always like patriarchy is patriarchy so anywhere you go whether it's your if it's whether it's a place you find home or not um as a woman you're always gonna have a little bit of a harder time and i'm not gonna lie professional ghanaian men are are shit at least in the arbitrary they kind of have to hide it because there's a working law but here they are shit so definitely keep that in mind that things might not sort of fall into place the way that you wanted to. Who you know is good, but you'll be surprised that maybe you'll get to Ghana, you go and contact the, the, the who that you know, and they'll be like, well, off your pants first. Do you get it? Um, and then that's an opportunity that has fallen through. Um, another thing that I always say is that, look, I have friends who have kids who are married who want to move back. Like they see me moving back and think it's all going well for me. First of all, bitches, I'm broke. Okay, so me that I'm single cry, it's not going that well for me. But one thing I I definitely would always advise people is that if you have kids, don't move to Ghana. Definitely, definitely. I cannot imagine. Um, right now, I'm hustling because I'm single. I'm living in my mother's house and I really have no responsibilities whatsoever. Um, but I cannot imagine kind of like moving to Ghana with two kids and a husband. Imagine that. I I, I just couldn't. I can't even fees. imagine having a husband and two kids, alone, <laughs> moving anywhere with them. First exactly. Time. Like, sis, school fees at one of these private universities is $25,000. Uh, uh, not cities? I'm not talking about cities. Dollars. I think it's Lincoln. Lincoln is, per term, sis, it's a fucking shit. You don't have that money. Even in the England there, you don't have that money. So I don't know how um, you're like, you guys are there with like several kids thinking about, oh, yeah, it's a year of return, so I'm going to move to Ghana. It's enticing. The year of return has really opened up doors uh, for people to experience Ghana, and I'm definitely excited for people maybe to um, collaborate with more Ghanaian businesses uh, for them to invest more in Ghana's economy and stuff and maybe even spend more physical time in Ghana but please let it be holidays eh? if before you were coming for two weeks now you can come for six weeks also don't come in December because we are tired okay we are tired of the December traffic um but yeah is there anything
1: else any other advice you would give Helen um I think you said all of it How just kind of have... take your time maybe yeah. do a a little survey when you're here for Christmas you know jamming kakra but also right. doing research kakra right. if there's a field you want yeah. to get into spend some of your afternoons mm-hmm. or mornings taking meetings yeah. and getting like real conc- like a real concrete idea of right. what day to day could yeah. be like yeah.
0: okay yeah cool um yeah and this you have to have a hustler spirit like if, if you're somebody who can never ever imagine jumping on a Trotro, cough cough helen
1: i can imagine it
0: <laughs> your, ma- your mother i can imagine helen it. has been in ghana for almost a year helen grew up in ghana she's collectively she spent more time in ghana than me and i don't think helen has ever been i've on been a in a Trotro
1: before
0: before when was the last time you were on a Trotro? I think I was eight. My so mom parked a car and wow, she went, fuck oh, you. like, Actually you're fuck going you. to go Sis, and sit
1: in a Trotro. Look,
0: sometimes when you move to Ghana, you have to get to a point where you're just like, yeah, Uber is cool and you can get AC. But at this point, it might make more sense for you to take Trotro up to Achimota and then get Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and, then get, and then get your Uber to Osu because doing everything in one stretch, maybe your pockets will not reach. And sometimes also, even when your pocket does reach, Budgeting is key In this Accra here If you can If you can budget If you can't It's understandable Because Accra is fucking Expensive So definitely take your time If you're planning on moving this year Stack up Stack up Stack up If you have kids Don't do it That's pretty much all we have to say on this matter of homecoming. It's been The Bogger Podcast. You can listen to us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Aftown, and pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, We also have a social media, which is at The Bogger Podcast. So The Bogger is spelled B-O-R-G-A pod. Um, And that's on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, Helen. And uh, baby K, K baby, K baby, or is
1: it baby what, K? I can't even remember what it is now. But what? you guys, you can find me on the socials on Twitter and on Instagram mm-hmm. at Flavor Flaves, Wife F L A V A F L A V S Wife. Um, to follow the shenanigans.
0: Right. Okay. And then also just to point out that we are sponsored by Sunrise Partners, um, who do these amazing, amazing digital, um, kind of like marketing. Advertising boards, that's the thing. Um, and they actually sponsored us um, when we did our GCR live event. And I just want to shout them out because they're amazing. Ivan, if you listen to this, you are absolutely amazing for sponsoring this podcast. I want to shout out GCR, the Gold Coast Report, who are hosting this amazing, juicy, juicy podcast for you guys. Um, you know, shout out to Cyril and to Donald because they're the ones holding me down. Even more importantly, shout out to my producer, Kwame Asante, you know, the one bugger producer in town. You know, the best producer out there, you know, the producer whose beard connects and his producing is connective. Do you get? Yes, that's right. So now that we have that out of the way, guys, you actually, guys, will hear from us next week. Take care. bisous. Bye. Tonga, 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 Tonga it, dog, man, you got don't play, me You got me, me th- Tonga, Tonga. Mm-hmm. Rock, so do so yeah. 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 You got it so i some type of way Say baby, come wine for me Say baby, come wine for me Can I be truly, 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 truly falling for you? Can I be truly, 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 truly falling for you? Girl, you don't be You don't put it
1: C'est si d'un c'est si c'est un
0: has been a Gold Coast Report production.